When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Reckless Speculation from the TCL Broadcast Studios. You're listening to Mackie and Judd. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Now launching. Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Oh, yeah, we do. Kepler to left center. A diving attempt, but no catch by Hicks. Ostadio around third. He's heading home. And the Twins lead three to nothing. <laughs> His nickname is what, El Tortugo the Turtle? <laughs> Never seen a turtle run so fast before. All right. Mackie and Judd for our number one today will be Judd. It will be Manny. Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune, joins as well. Phil will join in an hour or two. Williams Astadio, folks, gave us a <laughs> moment this guy. in a summer of crappy baseball with very little reason to watch and complete disappointment. Was there anything better than watching a 5'9", 225-pound guy? Yeah, right, he's 225. <laughs> Motor from first to home as Max Kepler got a double last night. You know, as as I think for for people who best days are behind us physically, Thank you. probably a little bit heavier than we were in our heyday. Yes, keep going. That, that had to make you smile, right? For a guy who's you know on the portly side, like uh, a couple guys in the studio here. <laughs> yes, um, sir. <laughs> Definitely. It gives you hope. It gives you inspiration. Did you see how hard he was running, Jeff? Yes. Yes, I did. It was great. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And here's where, here's what made me feel really good. And I don't believe that I could do this, but how often do you see a professional athlete perform a chore, and when he's done with that, you think, if I ran a 40 against this guy, I might be able to beat him. <laughs> I might. Now, I don't think I could, but I think I'd have. But at least, you know, you watch you watch almost anybody else run. Logan Forsythe. Yeah. You watch him run. You're not impressed until you think to yourself, well, I certainly couldn't beat Logan Forsythe. So what were the analytics? Because they time everything, right? When Buxton gets a triple, they time it from, you know, home to third. What were what were the analytics numbers on that? They had Do to we time know? it, right? I think they did post a, uh, a stat cast on the uh, Twins website <laughs> for Willie Ostadio running. I have to I have to look it up, though, what they... Uh, they did do a stat cast on it, though, so... You guys uh, banter, and I'm going to look it up right, what, yeah, what they it, have the numbers for. I mean, I, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure they got a kick out of it, and uh, I love seeing all the... Uh, what do you call it, Memes? Yes. Yeah. And so, the gifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that'll yes. be... Uh, that one will live on because anytime you know there's a, a punchline to be had about how fast something's running, uh, you're going to see that a lot. The uh, the shot that just amuses me to no end, the still shot, yeah, is the one I'm looking at right now 
where there are no fewer than three chins in play. The air, it's, it's as if the wind at his face is peeling his face back, and his long flowing locks look like they're going to fly off his head. Well, they had the, they had the shot of him in the dugout where he's making that face like, and it's like, it's how you feel when you get done on, when you get off the treadmill, right? Where you just feel like garbage. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why did I do that? Yes. Um, and I don't have anything left to give. That's sort of what he looked like when he was sitting there uh, sticking his tongue out with the exaggerated face. Manny Hill. So I have the numbers. Statcast on uh, Willens Astadio running from first to home last night. Sprint speed was twenty five point six feet per second, and uh, first from first to home, it took him eleven point six three seconds. So I wish I, I wish we had something com- <laughs> yeah, like what, comparison. What, like what can we compare that yeah. to? Like, if, like if what we, would Buxton do it in? Well, no, I'm just I'm th- thinking anybody. I'm thinking anybody. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, just me and you. Norm- let's go. Yeah. What would a normal the person? The three of us. <laughs> do you, okay, truthfully, if Williams Astadio challenged you to a foot race right now, well, forty, do you think that you could beat him? No. Manny. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Straight is straight. No advantage for just, you whatsoever. Just, just a straight just a forty straight, yard dash. Yes. Did you get remember me and your late forties? I can't do it. Yeah. No, no, I, no <laughs> I can't do it. Away. I'm, I'm 30, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm thirty four, but I'm not in shape like at all, mm-hmm. and I have asthma. So it's like I can't. <laughs> but I don't a forty like yard dash. I might pass out on a forty yard dash. There, there was a time that an idea like this might have sounded fun. I now legitimately am to the point of my life where I'm afraid that if I tried such a venture, I might drop. Now that you're not, so I'm just not going to do it. I, you know, I get on the I'm treadmill. Not I do. I, I work out. I do that, but still, I'm, I'm, you know, there is a difference. There's a big difference between Chip Scoggins being on a treadmill and right. actually trying run, to run on ground. Run first to third. I find the treadmill. The treadmill is just, it's relaxing yes. almost. You're yeah. just kind of jogging and you can kind of determine how fast you want to go. You yes. just hit a button and slow down if you want. Willens Astadio, I mean, he's. That was not relaxing. He's he's hauling ass all the way around, man. Like he's he can't stop. Well, his face, he can't slow down. His face in this picture, I'm not joking. There's three chins basically hanging down. His face is it looks like the wind is it, the G forces so, from the from the uh, trying to race around the bases. So his his nickname is Turtle. Do we yeah. know that before this? I don't. I did not know. I, I thought I heard something about him being nicknamed like the turtle or something. I don't remember that one. It's great. I, I know that I know that the person who loved this absolutely the most without a doubt in the entire Twin Cities community was Patrick Royce. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so his I guy. I, I found my, That's our I found guy. my long lost guy, yeah. Venezuelan brother from Fulda. <laughs> the great Ostadio quote was I just went and wanted to show that chubby people also run. Exactly. I love the guy. Yeah. This oh, is this is this is fantastic. This is a great story in a season that just basically is depressing. And the fact that they've played him, he's played so many. I mean, he was playing second base, he played center field I got at it. Wrigley, I think. I looked it up today. He's uh, played everywhere. Astadio has caught now 7 games for mm-hmm. the Twins. He's pitched. He has played second base for 2 games. I mean, just think about that one. <laughs> he Good played range. he played third base for 3. Okay, fat people have played third before, so that's yeah. really not that he was in Wrigley Field and center field for a game because they ran out of guys to play because of heat exhaust. The best part is the guy, the most out of shape, replaced professional athletes who were exhausted because of the heat. He's DH three times. He played in left field once, mm. and he pitched in a blowout game. And if I am not mistaken, that was a target field, and I was there, and he gave up a mammoth really? home run. Yes. Yeah. When, when was that? Oh, I can't June? remember. Who were they? Were they playing like Texas or somebody? 
I don't remember now. I just know I was he there. He gave up like brought... six. He gave oh, up yeah. like six runs. I mean, it wasn't. It was <laughs> it wasn't good. Okay. It was fantastic. But, yeah. but he is. You know, Ostadio. Here's what I love about him, and this is what sports lack so badly now. And it's what used to make sports fun. And, and the corporate side of sports has sort of pushed this aside. True characters. Yeah, he's a true character. Yeah, like this is a character. Well, Manny had the great stat before Pez Meyer leagues where, like, he literally doesn't strike out or walk. I mean, he's put yeah. the ball in 20, play. Nine years in the minors, twenty four over twenty four hundred plate appearances, and he's 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 walked eighty five times in nine years. Yep, <laughs> and he struck out eighty one times. Twenty four hundred plate appearances. I love it. It's incredible. Get That's fantastic. There, get up there and swing. Yeah, the put the ball in play. Put the ball in play and run. Yep. <laughs> there should be what they should do. I mean, they've got a statue of TC Bear outside Target Field right now. I want the running. I want the Running Man statue from last night of Ostadio <laughs> with a face yes. right before he's about to score. Yes, yeah. with that face where that's, it's peeled that, back. That is the meme that's that's been going around where it's like that's like peak. This, that's his top I'll speed. Show, right I'll show that's you it. the one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Hair, the hair flying back. The chin. Yeah, see that. <laughs> I see, love the chin. See, Chip, you just hit it right there. That's exactly what I was going to say. The underrated part of that whole image of him running around the bases was his hair just flowing <laughs> back and forth as he's going around third base. Oh, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Ding, ding. I, I felt great. Um, it was just trying to keep him off balance. I've seen this team a lot over the years uh, being in the East, so they know me, I know them, and I was just trying to, you know, go pitch to pitch. So it was a uh, it was a good night. It's been an uh, up and down season. It's good to you know, have one of these outings up mixed in there. When was the up? Okay. <laughs> Oda Rizzi clarified that in the clubhouse afterwards, saying there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's been a tough year. Okay. Manny Hill, I want your apology right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll apologize to him. So, Chip, at the end of the show yesterday, yeah. I was begging and pleading, basically, for Jake Oda Rizzi to give the Twins six innings last night. Just, yeah. just saying, like, just give them six innings. Did he can, say, can, can you get that, pe- Manny? I mean, I mean, for goodness sakes, like, you look at all of his previous stats, it's three and a third, four and a third, four and two thirds. Mm-hmm. Then maybe once in a while he'll get he'll get an out in the fifth inning or he'll get an out in the sixth inning, but he won't go six. He can't go six. Did you, and then finally last night he did. Did you, um, Bramer had the stat, I'm trying to make sure I got it right, that he has either not pitched in the ninth or not got an out in the ninth in his career. Oh, in his career? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I looked it up last night because I wrote something for our website after the game, and I want to say he was on start number 30 last night, and I think it was there were six starts in which he had gone to at least the sixth. Look at him. Yeah. And he got got seven and a third last night, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that was a season high for 2018. Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. I'm pretty sure Bramer said career. He might have said this year, but I think he said career, which would be, you know, staggering. Let's just say the night I heard about that trade, I was very excited. And I thought to myself, this is great. They got a guy for a prospect shortstop to put near, you know, not at the top, yeah. but a number three. And uh, I was, I was absolutely incorrect about that. Is first he, couple, his first couple starts too. He was, he was fine. Yeah. And then it just is he in your rotation next year? I uh, yes, I think so. But he's five. He's near the end of it. Yeah. He's near the. I mean, what I what I expected and what was delivered were completely different things. I think he almost has to be in your rotation next year just by default because they don't really – how many other options do they have? I mean, well, Gonsal- Gonsalves, has been, <laughs> Gonsalves has been awful. 
Oh yeah, I think so, the kid. I mean, I think the kid they shut down at Rochester uh, because of the pitch count. Romero, I think he's back. Mm-hmm. I think Barrios for sure. Gibson. Barrios for sure. Gibson, Gibson for sure. And if I'm correct about Odorizzi, he's still under team control, but he's arbitration eligible. I'm very curious to see. That might be one where you want to go to the hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, Jake, you're not getting that. Full, full base- Come on into the room. Full baseball disclosure from me last night, and this is an indictment of my attention span and my and to show how um, my once great love for baseball has waned. So I was in the press box last night, and I was doing multiple things. I was trying to write a story. I was, trying, but I was keeping score because you can look up and see the plays. Right? I'm not kidding you. After six, someone tweeted. Oda Rizzi has a no hitter going, and I thought, "What?" And I lo- and I'm keeping score. Oh, I looked up at the scoreboard and saw the goose egg under the hits for the Yankees. That that has become my attention span. Yeah, well, I did say it's, it's the easy the, to check out. I did say at the end of the show, Judd, it would be history if he went six innings, right? And I mean, it ended up being kind of historic for him because. <laughs> Longest outing of his career. It's easy to check out, yeah. but that's embarrassing. Well, I covered the game Monday night that went three hours and forty five minutes, and it felt oh. like it felt like three days. It just would not end. I know, I know. And Twins Yankees last night, if I'm correct about this, two forty six. Yeah, Dude, that, yeah. that was that was um, the two amazing things from last night were time of game and the fact that Molitor actually admitted that he would have left Odorizian for the ninth. And Odorizzi said, what's the difference between 120 pitches and 140? And it sounds like they were prepared. If he had if he had the no-no going, that they were not going to take him out, which in modern-day baseball now yeah. is unheard of. Yeah, but Like, you got guys coming out with no hitters after 80-some-odd pitches in the 6th or 7th. Yeah, but you let that ride. There's I know. No yeah. But they way. don't know. Yeah. Well. I'm with you. I could tell, though, when, when he started that 8th inning and he was missing high, and as high as he was missing, I was thinking... I don't know if he's going to get this because it just he you could just kind of see when the eighth inning started that he just didn't really have a whole lot left. Yeah, well, and he and he walked the first guy right, and yeah. then Burke yeah, came the up yeah. and got that, that hit. But yeah, yeah, you knew, and the way just the way he was missing, you know the ball was going way up. Like yeah. you know what, for him last night he was Nolan bleeping Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get around the fact that you have to apologize. I apologize to Jake Odorizzi. That's right. Well done last night. Well done, Jake. All right, let's do this. Let's take our first break. Let's come back. uh, Definitely talk some uh, Vikings-Packers. Since Chip's here, we're also going to get to go for football. But when we come back, we have a major National Hockey League trade that just went down, and it is more bad news for your Minnesota Wild. We will tell you what that is next. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley-doakley. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Come on, there's so much to do. On 1500 ESPN. Quick look at your traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, Things moving around pretty smoothly so far around the metro. Uh, If you are headed southbound on 77 uh, near Richfield between uh, 494 and Killebrew, look out, a vehicle has spun out in that area. So southbound 77, vehicle spun out. Uh, between 494 and Killebrew Drive. Killebrew Judd? Drive. Very nice. Manny Hill, it's uh, Mackie and Judd, which right now, just to set the table for you, it's uh, Zolga at Chip Scoggin Star Tribune. Joins us every Thursday. Used to join us at 9, now kind enough to join us in 3 o'clock hour. Manny Hill uh, producing things. And before we uh, get back to football, let's get to this. I've got good news. 
from now on, I'm going to find positivity in things. I've got good news if you have wild season tickets. <laughs> this is great news for you. Odds are becoming stronger by the day that you are not going to have to worry about having to purchase those oh-so-expensive playoff tickets for a first-round exit. The latest news that emphasizes this point comes uh, via a trade that just went down. Eric Carlson has finally been traded. Of course, he's been with the Ottawa Senators, who are a dumpster fire. And there's been plenty of talk that he might go to Tampa Bay. There was talk that he might go to Las Vegas. Nope, he is going to the Western Conference, (laughs) San Jose Sharks. The Senators dealt Carlson today and a prospect forward by the name of Francis Perron to the Sharks. Ottawa gets two forwards, Chris Tierney and Rudolph's Balchairs, it looks like his name is. I apologize to him if I butchered that. Defenseman Dylan DeMello, a prospect forward by the name of Josh Norris, and two conditional draft picks. And, of course, at least one of those is going to be a very high draft pick. Let's Mm -hmm. see. If San Jose re-signs Carlson... Ottawa receives then a conditional 2021 second-round selection or a first-round pick, not lottery-protected. If the Sharks reach the Stanley Cup final in 2019, the Senators receive San Jose's first-round choice in either 2019 or 20, not lottery-protected again, so that's good if you are Mm -hmm. the Senators. And if the Sharks miss the playoffs in 2018-19, it will be a 2019 selection. Anyway, long story short here, Eric Carlson... (laughs) It's like now, an NBA trade, kind it, of. Yeah. It does. And and this conference, <laughs> yeah. St. Louis is improved. Chicago's going to be, if they get any goaltending at, at all, improved. Uh, Calgary in the other division is going to, to be improved. Vegas just made a significant trade. This conference <laughs> is going to be a bear. And the Wild is what? Are you going to say improved? No. They're, they're the so, same team. They're the same team. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be a scramble to, just to make the playoffs. And, you know, we all thought... Uh, when they when they made the switch at GM and brought in Paul Fitton, that I I I thought he would do something substantial uh, mm-hmm. this offseason, kind of put his stamp on it, and he clearly is going the route that I need to be here every day and watch this team with my own eyes and get a feel for what you know players can do, what what they have before he does anything significant. Maybe that's before the trade deadline. Maybe that's next offseason. Um, but you're counting on. The old guy's not starting to show their age any more than they already have and getting the same kind of production from Stahl, from Zucker. Uh, and, you know, maybe they can, but I I just think it's going to be a scramble to get to the playoffs this year. Isn't it interesting, too, Chip, how the Wolves and the Wild are kind of in the same sort of situation where they're both, both teams are playing in tough conferences that have mm-hmm. now gotten better. And when you look at both of them, neither one of them have really done a whole lot to get significantly better yeah i'll say the wolves are are obviously hamstrung because you got some big ticket contracts coming up you you love to get butler one he's not going to do it obviously uh carl anthony towns is going to get one and so anything they do short of a big you know blowing up and start over um it's going to have to be more kind of role players Mm -hmm. um you know with the wild i thought you would and and you know, I don't know that they really have the assets to go out and make a blockbuster trade, so to speak. Um, you know, is trading Charlie Cole? That's not a blockbuster. Um, and so, but I, I thought they would do something to shake up the core, just because they've kind of hit their run into the brick wall here four straight years. And so, we'll see. I mean, it, the the Western, like you said, Judd, the Western Conference is a bear. And so, I just can anyone sit here and say that what they did this offseason they substantially made themselves better? I don't, 
I don't think not you can at say all. that. Yeah. I mean, they picked up depth guys. They picked up depth guys. They picked up a defenseman who is going to be what a third defensive pairing guy. Yeah, there. Though I think Paul Fenton is very much here to observe. I think you're you're right. And as much as I like Bruce, Paul Fenton fired Bruce's best friend as an assistant coach, brought in a guy who was Fenton's right hand guy for the American Hockey League affiliate of the Predators. This all shakes out to me as a long play now. And because if you're Fenton, you're not here to make the playoffs, too. That, that's the other thing about this. And that's the interesting thing about what he's been charged with here. He's not here to make the playoffs. They've done that. He's here He's here to say, Craig Leopold's basically saying, you got to get us past the first round and preferably to a conference final at the very least. But it's going to be interesting how they do that, Judd, because you are saddled with some older players and, and big contracts. So, yeah. where's your flexibility in that? I've got two. I've got two players and questions for both of, of you. What is your faith that Parisi can stay on the ice and that Suter is going to be fine? Because those I, are huge questions. Well, for you. I have more confidence in Parisi at this point, just because that's such a well. Suter's injury was so unique. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, that it's hard to know where he'll come back from. Sounds like he's skating and. Might you know play in preseason games? Preezy, you can always say, well, and I wrote this with a back; it can flare up at any time. But you hope that having that surgery will fix that. And, and so, remember, he was playing at a pretty high level before he got hurt there in the playoffs. I mean, his last stretch there, he 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 was a lot better than I thought but he was going to be. Who he is, Chipper? He's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Jimmy Butler. You can't tell him not to play his style, but his style leads to him not playing games. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I mean. He invites punishment. I mean, that's the way he plays, and 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 it's this thing you love about him. He's always playing hard, and he, you know, he's he's not afraid to you know stick his nose in there. But um, I just have at this point probably more confidence because you just don't know where Suter's at at this point. I think the biggest thing with Suter to monitor too is how much ice time he gets. If he's if he's playing a lot of minutes on the ice again, I I, I think at this stage at 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 his age now, man, I I would just. Especially when you have you have other defensemen that are pretty good, like I mean he's ideally he's the one you want out there the most, but you also need him healthy. And if he's going to run out of gas because he's playing so much, and then he's got this injury thing, I mean that's one thing I'm going to monitor. Like at the start of the season, is how much ice time he's getting. I mean the injury maybe alters it, but how many years have we been saying that? Ah, oh, you got to yeah. get his ice time now. Yeah. I mean, it never yeah. does. And they did a little bit, a little bit, but not. He was second in, in the league last year. Uh, before he got hurt, he was playing twenty six forty seven per game. Yeah, and what was it? He, he was always around twenty nine. Right? Yeah, and that's and that is too much. The, listen, the, the <laughs> thing this team lacks, though, and this is what Fenton, and this is where, and this is where, this is so hard to find. I mean, we we can talk. I can bring this up and pie in the sky and say this is what you need, but there's very few ways to go about finding it. Number one center. Eric Stahl is a very nice aging number two. Mm. Koivu's a three. So Eric Stahl is by default your top center, and he's coming off a 42-goal season. And you can't bank on that but again. No, no, you can't. Right. And the other thing you ideally want is what? A dominant big defenseman. Right, defenseman, yeah. You don't have that. And and we can say, hey, it'd be nice if they went out and got that, but well, who, what, how? Charlie Coyle going to get you that? No. Right. Nino going to get you that? No. That's what we're saying. They don't have the assets to right. go do that. And But yeah. the question is then, how do you go about getting those things and well, is not making the playoffs part of the way to try and get those things through well, the draft? I don't if you know. you want the superstar, you get him in the draft, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know anyone is going to 
punt on with this core to say, you know what, let's just miss the playoffs and start out. I mean, they're not at that stage. No, they're, they're not. No, they're not. But the conference might might answer the might answer could. that for them. Good. This conference is going to be good enough now. I think that they are. The only thing is, Boudreaux, to his credit, has a way of getting to 100 points. Yeah. His regular season teams. I come back to this. If you're Paul Fenton, there's no way that you can sit down with this current collection and say to yourself that this is a springtime roster. It's a roster can get you into the springtime. But this is not a playoff roster. Yeah, that's once why, you're there. That's Fine. why you you do wonder, and, and and how they play will dictate it. But when when he gets to the trade line, deadline, he'll have a better feel for what each guy can do, yes. where this team is at, and then I think you'll see some moves. But how they play up until that point will will we'll dictate that. I also have a feeling that he very well might have tried to be proactive after he got the job, and teams absolutely tried to rip him off. Probably. Yeah. And you're not going to well, do that. He, he's not right. a dumb guy. Well, I would guess anytime you have a, a GM change, people like we did assume, oh, he's going to he's going to make some changes. He's going to shake the tree, and so they probably came at him with some ridiculous offers that he just said, "Come on, yeah, we're not doing that." All right. So what we're celebrating today is the fact: wild season ticket holders, you get 41 games, <laughs> quality <laughs> NHL ice hockey action, Mr. Positive, <laughs> 41 games, and you don't get saddled with a first round playoff. You know, two games of tickets that cost you twice as much, and you see people disappear. It's a magic act. Yeah. Come watch Jason Zucker every spring disappear. You saw him all season long. What happened to him? I don't know. He's gone. Abracadabra. Come to the rink and see if you all can right. find Mikhail Granlin. See if you can discover him. Is he on the ice? What's he doing? Because we can't find him anywhere. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please, continue. On 1500 ESPN. I know we know he's playing, and you know, we're going to you know, have, have a great practice today and go out there and execute our assignment and um, get ready to play Aaron. Um, I don't know if he's mobile. I don't know if he can run. We don't know anything. So we're just going to go into the game plan that he's running, and we're going to go out there and execute our assignment. Come on, Chip. Deshaun Kaiser's starting, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. after what we saw of Deshaun Kaiser on Sunday, guys, he, he's got to be starting. Why wouldn't you start him? Khalil Mack took the ball away from Kaiser like he was five years old. Just take that right out of your hands. Uh, no, Aaron Rodgers will be. Uh, will start. Now, whether he finishes, that's, that's a different conversation. But um, it'll be interesting to see. His mobility, because that's the thing. I mean, obviously, if he was a statue, he's still going to be great. But the fact that he can move around and keep plays alive and, and force defensive backs to to cover that much longer makes him really, really dangerous. Um, so he'll, it, if 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 he does play, which everyone's expecting, and his mobility is uh, severely impacted, I assume Zimmer's going to try to bring a lot of heat early on just to kind of see what he can do and how much he can move, and then yep. and then adjust from there. Mike McCarthy today saying it's no layup that Aaron plays on Sunday. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so here's the theory that I ran past people yesterday. I will ru- run it past you, and it's the one thing where if you're the Vikings, you're going to have to be incredibly careful. So the NFL came up with a rule off of what happened last October in Week 6 between the Vikings and Packers. Mm-hmm. That rule was made because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Aaron Rodgers in this particular game now playing against the very same same team in week two in which they're trying to em- emphasize this rule. And uh, I believe the statistics were 14 roughing the passer calls in week one, five for putting too much of your body weight on the quarterback. 
Uh, week two now features a matchup between the teams that basically got this rule passed. It also features a game in which Aaron Rodgers is not going to be mobile. Mm-hmm. I've warned Viking fans. I said, if you see a sack on Sunday, don't celebrate it until everyone gets up and there's no flag on the field. And this is not a Zolgad conspiracy theory. I'm dead serious. This oh, this is going to be Tony Carrente's crew is working this game. I don't envy them one bit. And that, that call is so subjective about, oh, did he put a lot of his weight on him? Did he put a lip? Because I saw a couple this week where you're like, it just looked like a normal sack. And you're you're absolutely right when... You have the Anthony Barr rule or the Aaron Rodgers rule, whatever you want to call it, and they're playing each other again. Yes, if he gets if he gets sacked and it's even remotely close to looking like they landed on him, it's going to be a flag. You just know it is. And so, and if it's not, what do you think the uh, reaction from the crowd is going to be? There, they're going to boo like crazy. Yeah, of course. Even if it's a clean, <laughs> uh, clean hit, and so you know. Those officials are going to hear that and feel that, and so yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, how that uh, plays out. Because I, if he if he can't move and he can't elude, there's going to be chances for the uh, for the Vikings to hit him. Are we going to need Kevin Burkhart, who's calling the game? Are we going to need him to like every time Aaron Rodgers is sacked to like actually announce that there are no flags on the field? I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, they, they will. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yes. you know, if you, if you watch like Joe Buck do a game, if somebody gets a long touchdown, he always says touchdown, no flags. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to mm-hmm. have to be Griffin brings down Rodgers, and there are no flags. Yeah, I think you're, yes. I, I think they're going because that's to the first thing you're going to look for. Yes. Yeah, if you well, go, it, if you go near him, there is going to be. An off chance that a flag will be thrown. And so, I do yes. that, I do, guys. I do that in any way, not even you know Rogers or whatever, because that's we saw it in the preseason where it looked like just a textbook tackle. Where uh, who was the guy that got cut? That uh, got the oh pick. yeah against Jacksonville. Yeah, and the backup quarterback from Jacksonville got and hit. You're like, and he got fined more money that? than what he was actually exactly. Making. And yeah. so yeah. It, it's become you almost like a flip of the coin. You expect it's going to be a flag now anytime the quarterback's going down, and, and so. Um, this one, yeah, there's going to be all eyes on this one, and that's there'll be a flag on it. I guarantee it. There's going to be a flag on putting your weight on the quarterback on a sack. So, Rodgers did not participate in practice for a second consecutive day, which doesn't mean much. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, however, added a player to their injury report, and this is interesting because of the injury and the player. Everson Griffin, hmm. who practiced in full yesterday, limited today because of a toe again. Hmm. So that's an interesting one because that was he he had the uh, the uh, plantar fasciitis last year, right? Yep. So I wonder if that flared up. That could be that could be a concern because if you're starting in week one already with that and not practicing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's and it you know he'd be the first to admit and you saw it. There was a drop off on his ability to rush late in the season, so that's something to keep an eye on. And as the season goes on, if he's just basically limited to playing on Sundays and not getting much practice in. So, and, and going back to Rodgers, the practice thing, I don't, you know, it's more for him just get the the rehab the whole the whole day, and, and I don't read too much in the fact that he's not practicing. Yeah, I, I agree, and he's he's going to be. I mean, you wouldn't. It would make no sense to have him really practice. He, he's gone through this a thousand times there's there's nothing to be gained yeah. by trying to get him out on the field if if Favre didn't s- practice in the same exact circumstances scenario here judd if, if he if his mobility is uh clearly not there and he takes a couple hits you think they pull him because it's week two you know what 
I think it completely depends on one thing, him. I don't think, I think he went far on Sunday. I think he said, I'm going back in. Yeah. I think they said it's an, here's my guess. He has a partially torn MCL, which can be played through. So it's not an ACL. It's not going to end his career. And But my sense on Sunday was that he pulled rank and said, I'm going back in. I'm Could playing. Be. Could be. So yeah. if he takes a couple of hits on Sunday, do I think that Mike McCarthy has control of his quarterback? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't. I, mean, I think well, it's become Favre. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we've seen it time and time again with him, um, you know, when he he's come back or whatever. But, but this, this is different. It's week two. Um, you're facing a defensive line that, you know, is probably the best in the NFL or one of. And the way they played last week with Sheldon Richardson and that pass rush, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a couple hits where they say, you know what, we got to take a long term. I tell you what, if he takes a couple hits, though, they will be screaming from the sideline for a flag every time. Because the weight thing, you can't judge it. Like they, in, they, in real in real time, and no. when it's happened like this, I mean, there's I, no way to there's no if way Sheldon to Rich, it. If Sheldon Richardson sacks my quarterback on, and I'm on the opposing team all season long, I will demand a flag every time, and I will get it often because he's a mammoth human being. Mm-hmm. And but what's it, he supposed to do? Well, that's the thing. When Fall to the side? Exactly. That's that that rule. And I understand you want your star quarterbacks, and the league's better when they're out there. You'd rather watch Aaron Rodgers than Deshaun Kaiser, okay? Average fan, yes. but. That that rule is, I think it's just it's it's like the helmet one. It's it's so I don't say impossible, but difficult for those officials to in real time when it's so fast, figuring out if the guy was just you know really trying to drive him into the ground or just that's part of the momentum. Their their weight's carrying that but, way. And it's not even that. It's it's were you trying to drive him into the ground and did you accidentally land on land, land on the player on the quarterback? So how do you gauge that? Yeah, you, you can't. So it's bang bang play, and I'm sorry, but you could probably make a case that any interior lineman who gets a sack in 2018 is going to draw a flag because I, they're mammoth people. And I, I just think it's unfortunate that we've gotten to a point where, like, and I and Judd, I talked about this the other day. Okay, you've got you've got these helmet rules, and you're because you're trying to keep guys from you're trying to limit head injuries, and you know you got the CTE thing and and all of that stuff, concussions and everything. And I understand that, and they made. Rule changes to try and prevent stuff like that. I get it, but this is—I mean, you're 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 trying to manipulate the rules because you just you don't want guys to get hurt. But this is a physical game where guys get hurt. It just happens, and I'm not saying that you know that should open up for guys to just give cheap shots and deliberately try to injure people. But it's a physical sport. Guys are going to get hurt. Even the even the stars. Do you want to see them get hurt? No, of course not. But you 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 can't just completely change the game and make a rule every time a star player gets hurt because you you're you're worried about you're worried about losing money, and that's all this ever comes down to is money. Yeah. Of course, I think you saw three. I think it was three um, well known referees walk away after 2017 based on the fact that they're done with this. If you're a referee, your job's impossible now. Mm. Yeah. I can't fault these people. When you're asking them in real time to enforce a rule book that is the size of about three encyclopedias, and to do so often with a bang-bang call, some of which you can't go back and look at, I don't fault a guy for saying, you know what, I didn't sign up for this job for this BS. Well, the catch roll enough would make me want to 
switch oh occupations. I mean, that would just drive and me crazy. One, yeah. And Thursday night game. Yeah, I know. We, we were right back. How do we get back there? <laughs> the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, they cleared it up. They said, we're yeah. going to use Super Bowl it. happened, and we thought, now, okay, they've got, this, yeah. they've got this going. Now, yeah. now, it was underhanded because they spent the entire season enforcing one uh, set of rules till you get to your most important game, and they decided that their stupid rules were embarrassing. But how did we get back? How is the Julio Jones play? How is that? week one, and it's still a joke. It goes back to, what was Childress's line? 50 drunks in a bar? Yeah. You, you ask 50 drunks in a bar, and you, there's your answer. If they say it's a you catch, it's a catch. You might be drunk, too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Gopher football team is off to a fantastic start, and yet they're doing something stupid. We'll talk about it. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. All right. Mackie and Judd, Phil will join at uh, 4 o'clock. Tom Pelissero will join us from Green Bay at 4 o'clock. Uh, Roy Smalley at 4.30 talking twins. Matthew Collar in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, all things purple in National Football League. We reside in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune, Manny Hill, and Zolgad with you. All right, so the Gopher football team. Nice start. Uh, Fresno State, impressive win. Uh, yep. That was a fun game. But And, and this, is a, this is a small thing, but I think it's a dumb thing. Zach Anikstead, your freshman quarterback, who, by the way, I like a lot, seems to play. I mm-hmm. mean, that first game he threw about four passes that looked bad to me, but then the last game he threw some darts and looked really, for a true freshman, looks really poised. Um, let's allow him to talk. Yeah. Let's let's hear from Zach. I mean, and 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 not just for the sake of us in the media, but for your for your fan base too. Yeah, it's, let's hear from it's, them. You know, for those that know, uh, PJ Fleck has a rule that. Um, True freshmen are not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to do interviews. And so it makes it a little complicated when your whole team is true freshmen, basically. Yeah. You know, all your good players are freshmen. But so. your quarterback can handle it. I know. It, he was on ESPN. So you, he he's can, a sharp kid. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, Let's they, they did talk. before yeah. the season, uh, the week of the opener, they put him on uh, Sports Center, did like a five minute thing. He seemed to handle it fine. Didn't fall you know? apart. Yeah. Didn't, didn't melt in front of no. the cameras. So, you know, it. it Fleck is not the first coach that has done this. There's a number of coaches around the it's country. It's pretty common, right? Yeah. Uh, the freshman rule? Yeah. I, yes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know the number or percentage, but it's not unheard of. It's it's pretty frequent that you see that. Um, some coaches will have a rule that uh, I've seen it where a, a freshman can't do interviews until he plays. And then, and then right, once, yep, they, once he plays, he's allowed. Um, and so, you know... It's. I could sit here and complain about it, but it's not going to change. And so, no, I just think it should, though. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to hear from Anikstead. Um, You're trying to sell a program. Some of these this- freshman receivers, you'd like to be able to see their personality and hear from yeah. them. You but- want you want your fans to get to know this kid. Yeah, let's not let's not purposely be destructive of the business of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. You're trying to sell tickets. You're trying to get fans engaged. Your program has yep. um, gone off the tracks for a while now. Mm-hmm. Not all PJ's fault. And, you know, I just think it'd be very easy to be like, you know, I'm going to rethink that rule. Yeah. And what's he going to do? Go absolutely crazy and decide he's going to start drinking and driving? <laughs> I mean, what's the worst? Seriously, yeah. what's the worst thing that's going to, to yeah, happen? I, he seems like a very good kid. Yeah. And I, yeah, he seems like he's mature. Um, he's obviously mature athletically. He's, you know, he's handling this pretty well. That was an impressive field. game on yeah. Saturday. And so I thought, maybe, maybe he'll change yeah. it, but, it, you know, it's. 
selfishly, and we we come at it from different you know fans probably don't look at it the same way as we do. You know, we have stories to write, things to talk about, interviews to get. Um, it would be nice to hear from him, talk to him, just kind of get have, to know him. It, it is it is <laughs> awkward because you know you find you wind up asking older players about the younger players. They talk about NXT, they talk about these wide receivers, um, and so it'd be nice to kind of hear their thoughts. But you know, I, it, I, I'm not sure it's going to change, and I'm not sure that they care. How we think <laughs> that that we no, don't like it, you know, so, uh, but it, it is, uh, it you know, it, I, that that win I think was significant because that team won Fresno won ten games last week yeah. or last year, and um, so they have good players, a really good coach, Jeff Tedford, creative mind offensively, and so and and you lose Rodney Smith, and when he went down, I'm like, well, there's a the season. Not that it's going to be a great season anyways, but you don't lose your best player and not have the effect of that. And at one point there, not long after that, they started a series. They had a freshman quarterback, freshman running back, three freshman wide receivers on the field. (laughs) And you're thinking, this is not going to go well. And they just, the talent is there. I mean, anyone who's watched Flex 2 teams last year and this year, if if you can't see the increase in speed and athleticism, you're not, you know, you're being biased because it is a significant jump up. Now, they're going to take some poundings when they get in the Big Ten because yeah. it's just you're playing 18 year olds going against 22. I mean, it just it just happens. Well, know? I was just going to. That leads me to my question: Is that with this win over Fresno State, which this was a game that I thought that they were probably going to lose. If they were going to lose a non conference game, it was going to be mm-hmm. to Fresno State. With the combination of them winning this game and then. You saw Northwestern look terrible against Duke. Purdue has kicked away two games. Should the expectations nah. maybe go up just a tad, or are they still about the same? I, to me, to me, still the same. And I, and I thought this was a flip of the coin. Um, I had them winning it uh, this game. I thought it was a flip of the coin game. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be sort of that kind. Um, but there's going to be times, and it might be this week, where they look like freshmen. Manny, where they do things, you're like, oh yeah. goodness gracious! I mean, what are they doing? And and so they're 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 still going to be moments like that. But you look at like Terrell Smith, their their true freshman corner, he can run, he can really run, and he's aggressive. And so, but he's going to get beat some this year. And so, I think you just have to live with that and understand that when you're watching this team. At least I have the first couple weeks, and it's not Big Ten competition. But you say, okay, I can see that they're getting better players in here. I mean, you look at those wide receivers, Bateman, Chris Ottman-Bell, Demetrius Douglas. You can see, okay, these guys can run. And Chris Ottman-Bell catches everything. Uh, Bateman is really fast. And Mm -hmm. so they haven't had this. And so you just know, okay, let them learn this year. You know, it may look ugly at times, but they're going to be better for this next year and the year beyond and after that. And I think with with Anikstead, too, I think, if anything, I mean, he's a true freshman. He's going to make some some mistakes, but I get the sense that there is something like legitimately there. If you with feel, him. Like, yeah, you feel the like arm. there's something there. Yeah. For, for one, the the passes that should be completed, he makes. Yeah. If you give him time, he's an accurate passer. There's none of this stuff where the you know passes are going at their ankles, screen passes, which we saw the that last third and nine throw was a was a great both pass and catch. Yeah, the scrambling. The thing I like is like when he's 
it, the line, I don't think, has been great the first two weeks. Because so right, there's been a lot of pressure. I think the poor right tackle might be lost. Yeah. And so he's being flushed out of the pocket. But the thing I like yeah. is, like, he's keeping his eyes up downfield. He's looking to try yeah. to keep that play alive. And he's not doing quarterbacky run. things. Yeah. And so you feel like. <laughs> well, just think yeah. about it, Judd. When's the last time with this I program? Don't. I mean, Adam yeah. Weber probably was the last one where you looked at and say, okay, yeah, there's probably something there. That's Cooper the thing. So it's it, been 10 years. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but you, at least what you see, you're like, there might be something there. I like this the defensive speed. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, their linebackers are good, and but, Antoine Winfield Jr. is really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how how um, tall or small he might he's be. He's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. He is definitely going to play on Sundays. He's got, I think he's got the savvy of dad mm-hmm. with a bit more skill. He's, and dad had skill. He's bigger, mm-hmm. he's stronger. The thing is, is like if you're an NFL team, and you're all, they're always talking about, we got to get slot nickel, that's a specialty hybrid position. Well, that's what that Antoine Winfield Jr. is. And... We've seen he can return punts. You know he can return kickoffs. So he's pretty valuable. So he's a, he's he's a difference maker. He's a playmaker. And every time there's like once a game where he does something, you're like that changed the game right there. Well, the 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 interception at the end of Saturday, ridiculous. He, I mean, he clearly got sucked in, which I don't fault him for. But his recovery. Mm-hmm. You watch that in slow motion, you're like, oh my gosh, he's like he's the play off. he made yeah. on the ball. I mean, he had to turn around Although, as he was backpedaling. And make a play on the ball. Somebody explain Jeff Ted for yeah, that play you, call. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. What are you doing? If I'm going that's down, I'm going down with my quarterback. Yeah. Every other, every football program in America, except for the Eagles, should take the Philly special and put it in a cannon and shoot it to the moon. <laughs> you creative dummies! Yeah. You employ a quarterback to throw that pass. Yeah. Not the poor halfback or fullback. You run that yeah. play in the second quarter. You don't Not run that when you're line. when yeah. you're down by a touchdown you and see, trying to tie the game. Manny, for the press box, you could see that poor kid's wheels churning. Yeah. Like, yeah. throw the pass, throw the pass. Yeah. Throw, oh, it's too late. Yeah. But you're right, Judd. They, they are faster on defense. Some of these young guys they've, they've, they've brought in. And so it, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But it, the first two weeks have been encouraging. I'll say that. Thank you, Chip. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Good Chip, to see you, Chip. Chip will join us uh, on Mackie and Judd from a three, or four, 3 to 4 o'clock ordinarily on Thursdays. Mackie will join the show next. Tom Pelissero from Green Bay, TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie, Judd, Manny. People, people. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout on 1500 ESPN. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.